thanks to Phil Hoffman Travel, it costs no more to travel with the best. This is 5AA Travel Talk. It sure is. Seven minutes past two o'clock and we have got Phil Hoffman from Phil Hoffman Travel joining us in the studio. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jade. What a sight this morning, the Sydney Harbour, huge big cruise ship. It looks bizarre. <laughs> yeah, Pacific, yeah so Pacific Explorer. We haven't 24, 25 months since we've had a cruise ship and it'll go out this afternoon at 4 o'clock and uh, it'll be pretty much full. And uh, But uh, they had a bit of a rehearsal on the weekend or on Thursday, Friday, Saturday and some of my staff went out and they oh, said it was they? just lovely. I was invited but I just couldn't afford the time. So what does a rehearsal look well, like? Well, just go, just go out and sail yeah. on it again. But everyone was so happy, you know, and they tried all the rest restaurants and you know Fantastic. all the all the uh, bars and the you know the disco lounge and everything else so all the things were being tested because mm-hmm. you know nearly two it's years out of action so it's the old saying of getting match fit for when the the paying clients get on which they will do the interesting thing is this uh, f- uh, cruise today this afternoon goes up to Brisbane mm-hmm. and it's going to go into the the uh, Brisbane terminal there which is near the airport the brand new, new ocean terminal built Purposely just for, you know, cruising, for cruise ships. No yeah. cargo, no nothing, you know, just there. Because Brisbane didn't have a good cruise terminal. Brand new, and I'd, I went to one of the openings, and then we had COVID, and then nothing has happened oh, so for... this is the very first This is the very first... Afternoon. The cobwebs will have to be blown off. Blown and off, and uh, and so they'll go into Brisbane. And as I said, it's right near the airport. So it's fantastic. And so, and I believe I've heard today good news that, you know, we've been cleared here in Adelaide for ships coming in. In later in the you know, September October period, we'll have ships coming to Outer Harbour, and Outer Harbour's been done up, and you know uh, it's going to look flash for our uh, so people going out there. Uh, we'll have one of the you know Pino ships coming in, Princess coming down. Mm-hmm. So that I'll next week I'll talk about some of the dates when they're coming and people can get on some of the Great. smaller cruises out House of demand. Uh, oh, huge! It is, is it? It's bounced back. Jade, I we just can't. We can't comprehend how quickly it's turned and how demanding it is at the moment because we've still got a lot of limited capacity of flights out of Adelaide. So you've got to remember we've lost a lot of airlines. We've lost yeah. Emirates. We've lost Cathay. We've lost China Southern. Uh, we haven't had Air, Air New Zealand for a long time, right? And so we've lost a lot of capacity. And so, therefore, the fares, are, you know, in some cases were expe- are expensive and high. Um, Qatar is only doing three flights a week at the moment, they were doing seven. Now, they're going to go to five by July, and then they'll mm. go probably seven by September. And so so we'll see the prices come down. Like, you know, Qantas has only got two of their A380s out of the 12 they own. Mm. Only two are back in service. And uh, so the third one will come back in June, which will go Melbourne to Los Angeles. So because of the lack of capacity, the prices are a lot higher. Now, a lot of what? people are saying it's, it's fuel surcharge and it's this and that, but yeah. I, I think it's uh, the fact that We've got uh, lack of capacity at the moment. See, I had looked at getting to Bali the other day. I mentioned it last week. Mum's turning 70. It's smack bang in the middle of the school holidays. So the four of us to get over there... Over four thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah. I can't afford that. That's barley. Yeah, I know. Me? I know. And so we've actually decided not to go. Yeah, and this is what can happen, especially when you talk families, Jade. And that look, the, you know, when we were worried about PCR testing everywhere, mm. you know, it was one hundred and fifty dollars per person. Well, I kept too. saying, you know, a family of four. That's six hundred dollars you've exactly. added. Now they've got rid of all Plus that all now. Your yeah, so they've got rid of all that. But yeah, everything has gone up to to a certain extent. Oh, it's nuts. Insurance has gone up. You know, but that's and, just school holidays. I know it's not yeah, that out no, of school no. holidays whereas but, like oh, you know you 
um, Fiji Air Fiji or Fiji Airlines have mm-hmm. come in with some great fares into Fiji, so we're seeing yes. a real good momentum there. Around about six hundred and fifty dollars yeah, for maybe a return I need airfare. Yeah, have a birthday a- in Fiji. I think so. So, <laughs> Mum, fly down to Fiji. Um, but uh, we've got Air New Zealand starting in July, July the fourth. They are, so they've they, confirmed that. They confirmed that, and there'll be three flights a week. Mm-hmm. And as I've said on many times on radio, uh, Jade, one of the fastest ways to the states is with Air New Zealand out of Adelaide because you go Adelaide, Auckland, Auckland to either Los Angeles, San Francisco or Vancouver, but you can fly direct to Houston, you can fly direct to Chicago on the same day, you know, connecting. Uh, And on the New York one, which will start in October, you can't do it on the same day out of Adelaide, um, but you can a day later you can connect and go direct from Auckland to New New York. So you bypass the the West Coast and can get through to the East Coast. So, you know, that's going to be a very exciting, uh, you know, venture coming up as well and I know that the governments are working on other airlines coming back into Adelaide but also some new routes and one of the ones that I think is going to be interesting is if we could get uh, one of the Japanese airlines the fly directors Japan is always in demand so if we could get that and I know that you know I think that uh, the airports and the SA tourism and other people are work government are working on trying to get it they talk about having a non-stop to to America but I I just don't think we've got the, the airlines that can do it at the moment and can guarantee the numbers so or we guarantee the numbers so I think it's going to be some time before we go but as I said the Air New Zealand way through to the States is probably the silver That's a fastest. Clever one, actually. It is you a very clever really one and a lot of people don't think that. about it well, you, and, no. and, and Jade the good part about it is you go out of Adelaide immigration in Adelaide you just transfer into uh, in, in, in uh, Auckland and then stay in the States. Same coming back you do your final immigration and customs in Adelaide so and the Adelaide Customs Immigration people are fantastic. They're friendly and everything else. So it's a great way of doing it. And Thailand's opening up tomorrow. Thailand's opening, and they've got certain conditions, but they're pretty good. They're pretty good conditions in terms of what you got to do. So, but again, you got to make sure that you know we check you off the list of the of the of the of the things that are required as Thailand. Uh, Rex is going to pull out of Kangaroo Island, which was disappointing mm. news when I saw it today. But I think over the COVID time, the numbers were low, so they were subsidised by the federal government. That re- that comes off at the end of June, so we'll only see Qantas flying there. So, bit of a disappointment because you know. Kangaroo Island is such a great tourist destination. I'd love to see more South Australians going to Kangaroo Island. I'd love to see more internationals going, but it'll only be by with Qantas now, so that's uh, that's going to affect it. But as I said, the really good news is now cruising's back. Uh, more and more people are travelling. Jay, the big message I'd like to say on radio today is if people are thinking of travelling, come and see us, but make appointment because we're very busy we're still trying to get more staff back in on the front line and it's getting hard to get staff everywhere. It's all over Australia, but it's in most industries. So we say to people, come in, ring up, make an appointment, and then you'll, then you'll make sure that you get the you know, good consultants and that you're looked after. But as I said, the demand, uh, Jade, and especially what we're seeing is in for the second half of Europe now, sorry, the second half of summer mm-hmm. for Europe is huge at the moment and uh, big numbers going all across, whether it's the states whether it's europe or whatever a lot of people following the sun they want to get over and get the sun so greece is very popular at the moment for people going and want to see the you know, greek islands croatia uh, really the whole of the med is is selling well because i think people just want to get away from what is a small winter back here in south australia but they've just had enough of being tied down they want to get back and see and experience europe and and uh, enjoy themselves 
So if you're planning an overseas trip, say, in six months' time, have you left it too late? You need to be coming in now, talking now, because getting you on flights is getting more difficult every day. So we just need to see you. And definitely if you're thinking of 23, you should be talking us to now to start looking at dates and planning uh, because we're not sure when we're going to get back to full capacity. But certainly if you're looking and thinking the GAN and, and the Indian Pacific and things like that, it's selling out so quickly. So we're into... Probably with two thirds of the 23 season already with the, the GAN and the Great Southern. So you need to be saying, look, we're going to do it. Let's not hesitate any longer. Let's get in and book it so that you get what you want. Otherwise, you don't get what you want. You might want platinum or platinum sells out very quickly because there's limited, you know, uh, compartments. Uh, same on, on cruise ships or if you want business class, there's only so many seats on a plane. So, you know, if you thinking and planning, you know, you can do the planning now and then say, right, we're ready to roll. Let's let's go in and, and, and you know, get uh, get our uh, bookings done. And you can head to pht.com.au for more details. We're going to take a short break. Coming up afterwards, we've got a special guest joining us. Welcome back, world. Hey, guys, it's Hayley and Lauren here from Adelaide. Come and join us at World Travel Fest. Fuel your wanderlust with travel talks, expert advice and holidays to be won on the day. Let us help you uncover the best holidays from around the globe. Free entry, Sunday, June 26, Adelaide Convention Centre. Register today at worldtravelfest.com.au. Jane Robran on 1395, Adelaide's 5AA. Welcome back to the program. It is 16 minutes past 2 o'clock. We hope you're having a great afternoon. We're talking travel with Phil Hoffman from Phil Hoffman Travel. And joining us on the line is Laura Martino, who is the Assistant Manager at Phil Hoffman Travel in Modbury, who's just returned from a uh, pretty spectacular trip overseas in Norway. Con- oh, nice to uh, nice to have you on the line, Laura. How are you? Good, Jade. Thanks. How are you? Very good. Lucky you. Was it just magical? Oh, yes, absolutely. Everything magical, amazing. Every good word you can think of describes my trip. It was just the best. <laughs> it looks like such a beautiful country to visit. What was the what was the favourite? Um, oh, look, that that's a hard one. Um, <laughs> there were lots. You know what I love the most? That it was somewhere that I could go again and again and again at different times of the year, see something different and have a completely different experience. So we were there in winter, spring, mm-hmm. um, and there was snow everywhere. It still snowed heavily while we were there. Um, I can imagine going in summer and having the green grass and the crystal clear waterfalls flowing would be just another magical experience. Laura, where did you, where did you start in Norway? I mean, you flew, did you fly into um, where did you fly into first of all? We, and, and yeah, then... we flew into Oslo. Yep. Is so it, into what... Oslo, loved Oslo. That's one place on my list that I want to go back to. <laughs> Some really just real trendy, funky places and a really easy walking city. We walked everywhere. Um, so yeah, love to get back there again. That was definitely one of the highlights. Um, and then we took a cruise out of Bergen. So we did the beautiful Flam Railway, um, through Flam, through, you know, a day ferry through the fjords and then, um, boarded a cruise in Bergen. Um, another spot I'd, I'd love to go back to. M- amazing mix of old and new, um, in Bergen. And then really you jumped nice. on, you, uh, Laura, you jumped on, uh, the uh, cruise ship, the Hurtigruten, one of the Hurtigruten. 
We did, yeah, yeah. Just explain to our listeners what the how the Hurdy Gruten ships work in like places like Norway, because it's a very different cruise ship to uh, the you know the normal. Yeah, absolutely. So they're they're Norwegian coastal voyage, um, fourteen days round trip from Bergen, and that is a it's a working ship. It's a ferry. It's a goods transportation and a cruise ship all rolled into one. Um, so it's it's not like your traditional cruise ship with you know, big theatre shows and casinos and 20 restaurants. It's it's much smaller, um, obviously a lot less people, but a much more local and authentic experience. So, yeah, we were ferrying locals from port to port and then you get to meet them in the bar and have a chat to a local. We played a game of cards one night with, with a couple of local um, teenagers and it was great just to hear from them about their life and their experiences. That really adds to a journey, doesn't it? it when does. you get to it learn does. local stories and, and, and a completely different demographic as well. I mean, sitting and playing card games with teenagers and, and yeah. learning about what their life is like. Absolutely, yeah, and they they were going from from one where they lived to visit their grandparents for the weekend, you know, and then they would catch the ferry back. So, um, cool. and they wanted to speak to us, you know, Australians are, you know, <laughs> they wanted to know all about what we have, what we're experiencing, and and yeah. hear about our trip. So, and Laura, so so sometimes you'd go into a port, and you might only spend a couple of hours, and other times you'd have longer time, wouldn't you? And just depending on the ports and the amount of yeah. the stuff that yeah, was coming off. Depending on the itinerary, exactly, and, and it does call into ports during the night. Not that I ever heard or woke up to any of it, <laughs> but um, yeah, some ports you're only there for some ports are ten minutes. We we went and got a coffee in one port, and it was a run to the shop and a run back to the ship before it left. Um, but others, we got a whole day, and we got off and we did shore excursions. Um, you know, and got to experience a bit of the of the towns as well. So, Laura, did you go all the way up and all the way back, or you just did the seven nights up and then? We just did the seven nights up to the top, so up yep. to Kirkenes. Yep. Um, and then we came back down through Finland and then flew down to Helsinki at the end. So you can you can do it either way. Um, but one other thing that uh, I love about it is you can even use it as a ferry service. So you can do the fourteen days round trip. You visit the same ports up and back, but you, you visit them at different times yeah. of the day, so you get different experiences. Um, but you can also use it as a port port itinerary. So if you want to go part way and then hop off and have a couple of nights, we can book it like that as well. Fantastic. And being a working ship, is the accommodation compromised in any way? No, not at all. The rooms were... And the beds was probably one of the most comfortable beds I've ever slept on. Um, and, you know, the ships, most of their ships have been refurbished recently. So they were all new, all, you know, looking nice and modern. Um, and you didn't, I didn't feel like I was on a ferry at all. What was the food like? Local oh, delicacies, yeah. Local food. That was the thing is that in most ports, they're bringing on fresh food. Um I have, I'm not a big fish eater, but I ate some of the best fish in my life on that cruise. And I had, one day I had fish for lunch and dinner because it was just so good. Yeah. Um, and they brought it on the day before in the port before. So um, it was all fresh. It was different every day. We had, you know, they, some days there were buffet lunches, some days were a la carte lunch, um, but it was always fresh and always 
amazing. Laura, one of my friends is a captain of uh, Azamara, one of the ships there, and he says out of all the wor- world, the ports that he goes into and sails the different circuits, he reckons the Norwegian coast line is the most uh, picturesque and beautiful oh. uh, scenery you'll ever see in the world, and he just yeah. loves it. Now, he's Norwegian, so he's a bit biased, but he said, you know, <laughs> but he puts, uh, you know, coming down to Sydney and Sydney Harbour, probably his number two harbour, but he said the Norwegian coast is his number one favourite and he said that all his passengers that come on the ship, he said it's just something very special about doing Norway. It is and you know crossing the Arctic Circle and they do a whole ceremony crossing the Arctic Circle and blow the horn and um, you know, you can have ice put down your back and have a nice <laughs> nice quick <laughs> shot after that. Um, you know, but all that experience and I have so many photos on my phone it's it's incredible because every day and every or three or four times a day you'd go wow that's amazing take more photos and it was just the scenery changed but it was just amazing. Laura you flew with Finnair a lot of people don't know about Finnair but and the combinations they do of getting into Europe uh, and they have some brilliant fares Jade uh, Mm -hmm. you know both in economy and business class. Jade just uh, Laura just tell us a little bit about Finnair I think you flew what up to uh, Hong Kong or to Singapore? Uh, We went to Singapore yeah. So you flew what uh, Singapore uh, Singapore Airlines to Singapore and then Finnair into um, to Oslo? Helsinki, uh, Helsinki. Oh, Helsinki. Yeah, Finnair into Helsinki yeah. and then um, Finnair into Oslo. Okay. Um, and, yeah, look, honestly, it didn't add all that much time to our trip in terms of having to transit. The transit in Helsinki was quite quick. Um, the bags go all the way through, so we didn't see our bags until we got to Oslo, so we didn't even have to worry. It was a just a quick change of planes. Um, and I couldn't fault them. The service, the, the meals, you know, the, the seats, we were lucky enough to have... Um, business class and experience both the old and the new business class. They've got new refurbished flights. Um, and on their newer flights, they've also got premium economy as well, which we had a quick look at, and they look very, very nice. Um, but, yeah, I, I couldn't fault them, honestly. The um, Even the old, and I call it old, but it's it's about three or four years old, um, their old business class, um, that I would be more than comfortable for anyone. I really couldn't fault them at all, Phil. Fantastic. And, and, a good journey, you know, and like you said, their fairs, some of their, um, I guess what they call round world fairs are, are incredibly priced for what they are um, and don't add that much time to your journey having to go via Helsinki. Fantastic. Have you got the travel bag now? Oh, it, I haven't lost it. I've just not been able to um, <laughs> do anything about it for two years. Yeah. So it's definitely well and truly back for us and, and for our clients. Thanks, Laura. Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. And nice to have you back in Adelaide and back at uh, uh, Modbury. Uh, Laura's our assistant uh, manager there, but she's just one of our super girls in, at Phil Hoffman Travel and she's managed some of the other stores as well. But her knowledge of travel and, like you hear, her, her passion for travel Absolutely. is fantastic. So people want to talk about that sort of trip with the Hurdy Gruten mm. uh, going uh, with Finnair. Give Laura a phone call at uh, at our Modbury, obviously, as I said, a super girl and a super consultant. Where does Norway sit on people's wish lists? Very, very popular now, especially in the, you know, like uh, Laura said, you can do the uh, summer or winter time and uh, people love going up. We always combine, you know, the Norwegian fields with the Baltic and that. Mm-hmm. We've had to eliminate St. Petersburg at the moment. So there was a great combination of the Norwegian fields and the Baltic and, and seeing places like Copenhagen and others. Uh, it's just uh, a 
beautiful combination. So especially in the summer months, you know, when you can really get out and see it. But, but again, experiencing in the winter or in the mid-season between a, a winter and a, and a spring, which Laura did, and doing the Hurdy Gruten. Or, but there's a lot of other cruise ships that do more of the real cruise way of doing it, you know, but you're going into the, to the ports in the daytime, seeing the places and then cruising at night and then coming in. So combination of Norwegian and Baltic coming out of the UK or starting in Copenhagen and other places, chance to see Berlin, beautiful combinations, Tallinn. Uh, it's just so many of those Baltic uh, ports in there as well, as well as the Norwegian fields. But she mentioned Oslo, she mentioned Helsinki, Bergen, the Flam Railway. They're all just iconic places to go and see and experiences. The coastline sounds beautiful. Yeah, I'd love to is. see some of yeah. their photos. Uh, is your phone ringing hot with all the uh, alpine regions? I've, I saw some photos today and the snow falling in Victoria. Yeah, well, you know, uh, again, it's, it's it's going to be a big season in Australia as well with the tourism now that yeah. the doors are open as well. But, uh, no, we, we what we're seeing now is a lot of people. One of the – you mentioned the snow season, but I'm just going to talk about Switzerland. One one of the iconic trips of uh, going to Europe is to go to Switzerland in summer and do some of the train systems in Switzerland and go by train to the Swiss Alps. And uh, people who have done it just recently, one of our ladies that uh, runs the uh, Victor Harbour office uh, down there, Krista Kinnear, um, she did the, the trains of Switzerland and she said it is probably one of the most exciting trips she's ever done. And so if people are thinking, you know, to see more of Switzerland mm. and to experience it, Swiss by train is just a, a beautiful trip to so do they, as well. So they go hiking during they, the they summer? They can, they mm. can. They, you know, in the hiking, they can do in the little places, yeah. A lot more walking. And that's the one thing I uh, need to say to uh, Jade, to our listeners too, that if you're going to Europe and, or going travelling, you need to think about your fitness as well. So you need to start doing a little bit more walking than we normally may do at home because yeah. you do a lot more walking in Europe than you'll do ever at home. You know, we get we come lazy, you know, we catch the, we take the car, we go to the supermarket, we do this, we do That's that. It. But when you're on a tour and then you're gonna get out and walk the city or the town or whatever, and a lot of the European towns are walkable cities and towns and that. But also you see so much more when you do it. It's lovely. So, but you just, you know, I keep saying, do a little bit of fitness before you go. Um, mm. But look, if you can't and you've got some disabilities, we accommodate that as well on the sort of tours we book you on or the type of uh, travelling you're doing. But if you can, it's great. And also, a lot of the places now have little bike, electric bikes. Now you can jump on the bikes along the the rivers of Europe. So it's all those experiences that add to the to the trip that you come back and you say, "Gee, we rode today 25 kilometres, but you know, between point A and point B, you know, and and, and you see." Again, you know, the local people, you meet the local people at the coffee shop or you might have a break, you know, and you go in for, for a lunch or whatever. You know, just experiences that uh, I think it makes travelling so much more enjoyable. Oh, couldn't agree with you more. Let's talk uh, some deals. You've got some Fiji deals. Oh, Fiji. Fiji, as I said, you've got all the deals in the world now, uh, and we can accommodate any budget, uh, whether you want to be you know, just close to Nandi, uh, in Demaru area there, down mm-hmm. the Coral Coast, but from top to bottom, you know, from five-star to four-star to three-star, uh, budget or whatever. Uh, but the Fiji specials that we've got out at the moment are just fabulous, uh, Jade. And, and, you know, we've got uh, five nights at the Hilton Fiji Beach, 
Beach Resort, five nights, uh, Jade, and a lot of extra bonuses in there, $815. So add the 650 airfare, makes a very affordable trip to Fiji. We've got uh, Outrigger Beach Resort, uh, five nights, 869 Then we've got Castaway Island. We've got um, one I was looking at was uh, the Sofitel Fiji Resort, uh, and that's really super, super deluxe. Five nights there, just under $2,000. So we've got all ranges for people if they want to go, whether it's taking a family. And sometimes, you know, the, the kids can go, you know, free. It's just you pay a, a package price, mm-hmm. but the kids are free and they can eat free. And you know what Bonus. kids are like. Yeah. Oh. So all the bonuses. So Fiji now, two flights a week out of Adelaide, uh, Adelaide on Monday and, and, and Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and in five hours, you're in Fiji and beautiful weather. Love a lot it. of people are moving north as well at the moment. We're seeing people go to Northern Territory, Northern Queensland, because... It's 29, it's 30 warm. degrees. It's warm. When I woke up this morning, I thought, Oh, oh freezing, be, wasn't oh, it? I want to be back in Darwin or Cairns or somewhere warm, Fiji, whatever. But, uh, I mean, we don't get bad winters, but, you know, today was not good. Well, I reckon you know just the person to book you a flight up <laughs> yeah. there, Phil Hoffman. Thank you so much. Pleasure, Jade. And if you'd like to know more about what we've spoken about today, you can head to the Phil Hoffman Travel website, which is pht.com.au. Welcome back, world. Hey, guys, it's Hayley and Lauren here from Adelaide. Come and join us at World Travel Fest. Fuel your wanderlust with travel talks, expert advice and holidays to be won on the day. Let us help you uncover the best holidays from around the globe. Free entry, Sunday, June 26, Adelaide Convention Centre. Register today at worldtravelfest.com.au.